Chapter Twenty Eight of the Junior Classics, Volume Eight, Animal and Nature Stories. This is a LibriVox recording. All LibriVox recordings are in the public domain. For more information or to volunteer, please visit LibriVox.org. The Junior Classics, Volume Eight, Animal and Nature Stories by William Patton chapter twenty eight how did the canary do it by celia thaxter a little friend of mine who was going away for the winter asked me to take charge of one of her canaries till she returned in the spring the bird was a foreigner born and bred in faya and brought across the water in his youth a gray-green and golden little creature whose name was willie i gladly consented and one day willie was brought over from jamaica plains a distance of ten miles and deposited in my parlor his cage was closely covered with brown paper during the journey and he came in the cars by the roundabout way of boston at first he seemed somewhat lonely and lost but soon grew very happy and content in his new home and well he might be for he had all his wants supplied and did not lack companions i had two canaries a robin and a song sparrow and they soon began to make beautiful music all together the sun could not rise without shining into the parlor windows it lingered there all day till the last glow of the evening red faded out of the sky at two windows the light streamed through green leaves and gay flowers and made a most cheerful atmosphere in which no bird could possibly help singing the song sparrow's clear friendly notes seemed to bring may to the very door and the robin executed sotto voce all his fine out-of-door melodies and put one into an april mood with his sweet melancholy rain song Willie could not choose but be happy, so they all sang and chirruped together the whole winter through, and cheered us in that cold, sad season. Slowly the earth turned daily more and more towards the sun, and before we were ready to realize so much joy, the willow wands were spangled with downy silver, and the adder catkins began to unwind their long spirals and swing pilant in the first winds of March then the melting airs of april set the brooks free the frogs began to pipe and there was rare music birds came in flocks the soft green grass stole gradually over the land and dandelions shone gay in the meadows when beneath a southern window the flowering almond blossomed i kept the windows open during fine weather and left the bird cages on the sill the whole day little wild birds came and sat on the grapevine trellis above and twittered and talked with the captives and sometimes alighted on the cages the pink almond sprays waved round them and all were or seemed to be as happy as the day is long willie's little mistress returned about this time and i only awaited a proper opportunity to return my charge safe and well into her hands 
i congratulated myself on his state of health and spirits and thought how glad she would be to see him again but alas for human calculations one afternoon i went as usual to take in the cage for the night there was dick the robin and philip the sparrow and slender rupert my own canary and his mate but willie of faya the green and golden stranger was gone cage and all i looked out of the window there lay the cage upon the ground empty imagine my consternation had some strange prowling cat devoured i was in despair at the thought if it had been any one but willie i said again and again he had been entrusted to my care what should i say when he was required of me in great sorrow i wrote to my youthful friend and told her all she mourned her bird as dead but only for a day for what do you think happened the most surprising thing you never will guess so i shall tell you all at once willie was not devoured he escaped from his cage and flew unerringly back to his former home ten miles from mine the night after he disappeared from my window he was heard pecking at the window of the little girl's chamber but no one noticed him so he stayed about the house till morning and flew in when the window was opened and was found perched on the cage of his old companion great was everyone's astonishment as you may imagine there was no mistaking him it was willie and no other yes really and truly now how do you suppose he found his way over all those miles of unfamiliar country straight to that chamber window what guided him did he fly high or low probably not high for his wings were unused to flying at all and consequently not strong but they bore him over woods and fields over streets and people over hundreds of houses till at last his tired eyes beheld the tower and gables of his old dwelling-place rising from among the pleasant woods and then he knew he might rest in safety but how could he find the way supposing birds to have the means of communicating with each other by speech how would he have put his questions wishing to ask his way meeting a thrush or a sparrow or any other dainty feathered creature he might perhaps have hailed it with good morrow comrade but he couldn't have said can you tell me the way to jamaica plains or do you know where the little girl lives to whom i belong her name is may and she has golden hair can you tell me how to find her do you think he could yet he did find her and until last summer was still living in that pretty chamber among the green trees some time perhaps we shall understand those things but until then willie's journey must remain one of the mysterious incidents in natural history end of chapter twenty eight recording by sharon kilmer rio medina texas